Hey, this is Adam Torres, and I'm here to tell you that it has never been easier to start your very own podcast. At Mission Matters, our goal is to amplify stories that matter. That means we want to help you start your podcast because your story matters. We can do this in three different ways. One, join our podcast school and take a free or paid course. Two, visit our resources page where we've already figured out what you need, such as where to host your podcast. Or three, heck, we can even do everything for you through our podcast agency, including editing for cheaper than you can do in-house. Oh, and no contracts, services month to month. Get started by heading over to missionmatters.com and click on start a podcast. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Bob Baxley on the line, and he's Chief Technology Officer over at Bastille. Bob, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, man, excited to have you on and excited about today's topic. So trends in airborne IoT threats and attacks. I mean, you're the guy I want on the line talking about that. So a lot of, a lot of um, business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, and members of the tech community listening. So excited to get your view on this. But before we do, um, let's go a little bit further into what you're doing at, over at Bastille. So tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Sure. So we're doing a unique network security application here at Bastille. We design software-defined radio sensors that you deploy to your enterprise environment, and we scan for all the radio frequency emitters in that environment. So this is everything from building control systems to cell phones to Fitbits to laptops uh, to even wireless bridges and mice and keyboards, all kinds of things that you might not even imagine have these wireless network interfaces. We do that because our enterprise customers and our federal customers are worried that these interfaces present, you know, a part of their perimeter, part of their attack surface. So they're worried about bad guys trying to infiltrate their network using these RF interfaces. They're also worried that they don't have eyes on those interfaces, so someone could be exfiltrating their data, audio, or video out of their sensitive areas over these wireless interfaces. So, for instance, you, if you're an IT security person in an enterprise, you've got network security tools where you can monitor all the traffic coming in and out of your network. You've got endpoint monitoring tools on your on your laptops, but you don't have any visibility into what a Bluetooth network is doing. You don't have mm. visibility into what the cellular networks are doing. You probably don't even have great visibility into what Wi-Fi networks that aren't your enterprise Wi-Fi networks are doing. And so what we do is, at Bastille, is we deploy physical sensors that monitor all those emissions, and we put a dot on a map for each emitter in your space, so if there's a phone in the boardroom, we'll put a dot in the map there. If your TV is doing something funky with Bluetooth, we'll put a dot in the map there, tell you your TV is emitting Bluetooth, and then give you this historical information so you can see that pattern of life of that emitter. Man, that's uh, I, I, it's so smart what's being done, and it's interesting. And just to, and I'm very at the at the end of this, but I just want to make sure um, I'm right here. So at the end of this, I'm going to give you the opportunity to leave your website and all that other stuff, so so that people that are listening that do want to learn more about the services more specifically can follow up. Um, so you work primarily with enterprise, or do you work with small business at all? Just trying to, I just want to make sure the right um, individual types of individuals and or organizations follow up. Sure. So so both. I think we focus mostly on 
organizations that have intellectual property protect or have a very forward-leaning security posture. So if you've got rooms where you're worried about data exfiltration, federal government, there's, there's a big market there, or, or giant financials, there's big markets there. But there's also, we, we service kind of small tech companies that have really valuable ITs they want to protect. That's awesome. That's helpful. Um, so, Bob, let's go further into today's topic. So, you gave us, um, you know, some of the solutions that you're doing. Um, you're over at Bastille to kind of help these things, uh, to help some of the things that are happening with these attacks, um, and they're going airborne. I mean, so maybe go a little, let's go a little bit further. So, what are some of the things that you're seeing trend-wise that, you know, spies or hackers or, you know, people that aren't, don't have the best things in mind are doing out there? Well, so I think there's a few, there's a few buckets to think about the, the attack vectors. So one bucket is you've got devices in your enterprise that may be now be compromised. So you may have an industrial control system. Say it's a chiller in your data center, and that chiller has a wireless network, but the chiller is also controlled over Ethernet, so it's on your network. And so the attack vector there is someone can join that network. Some of these industrial control systems use a protocol called Zigbee, for instance. So it may be that you have no idea that that chiller has a Zigbee interface that's got default credentials and just waiting for someone to pair to it. Once someone's paired to it, now they're on a trusted node on your network, and they can jump off from there to do bad things. Um, so there's a whole category of, of attack vectors where you've got these devices on your network, you don't even realize they've got these interfaces, and the bad guys can find those interfaces and exploit them. Another bucket of attacks are an attacker might try to inject. Um, so, so in that case, an attacker may be using that to jump into your network, or maybe they've mm-hmm. compromised the device and they're trying to exfiltrate data over this wireless interface that you don't know about. A second bucket of attacks is a hacker's trying to shut down a system. So if you take that same chiller or, or maybe a different system, let's, let's use like an MRI system that has a Bluetooth interface, mm-hmm. and those exist. There's been some attacks, and I'll, I'll, I can talk about them in more detail, where you can send a malformed packet, and if that MRI Bluetooth interface picks up that packet, you could turn off the whole system and have it wow. stop functioning. You could deadlock it in such a way that maybe uh, it doesn't reboot. It's just in a stuck state that it's very hard to get out of. There's even examples of people being able to do remote code execution by injecting these, these carefully constructed packets. So there's a bucket of attacks you want to worry about. And then the last one is, is similar to the Zigbee Chiller example. We find that when we go into manufacturing facilities or um, in large warehouses, uh, distribution centers, sometimes infrastructure just gets deployed kind of willy-nilly. And you don't mm-hmm. really realize, you don't have a good control process to understand that this new thing I just deployed is depending on a certain type of RF interface, radio frequency interface. And so now that becomes a critical link in your, in your production capabilities, and you need to make sure that link's up. What we do at Bastille is we help you understand that those links exist. And by understanding they exist, you can secure them and monitor them and make sure that no one's taking them down. Wow, that's a big deal. And I, I knew when I asked you that question, Bob, and I knew when I when I looked at my, my roster of who's coming to the show today, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be all freaked out, getting my team all going after this because I knew it because I know, like, I well, I guess it's, it's oxymoron. I can't say I know what I don't know, right? But I can say that I know there's a lot of things I don't know that can get me. And that's what I think happens with a lot of these attacks. Like you said, like you said, a chiller, like the, per- the company that has that, problem right now if they're listening to this they don't know they have that problem they're like what is bluetooth on this really like they don't even know is that is that pretty common like do you find that happens often i'm just curious on how this happens 
Yeah, it happens all the time. So we, we actually call it the radio ready problem. And mm. the, what's happening is a, a manufacturer has made a piece of industrial equipment or even a television and they've, they've made it with all these different use cases in mind to sell it to a bunch of different users. And you may not need the wireless interface, right? Mm. Um, but you're getting it because they're only making one version of this box. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another example of that is, is in, uh, facilities where they don't want any wireless interfaces but they're having to buy TVs to do display. So maybe you've got a, a TV, you know, LCD on your wall in this secure facility, and you don't want it emitting anything. Those companies and those organizations go out of their way to procure TVs that don't have these wireless interfaces turned on. And then we find that when we install half the time, these TVs where they've spent extra money to get it without the interface, has the interface. They're really I open knew listening. it. I knew you were going to say it. I was going to be like, they just they said it didn't, but it did because that manufacturer is still selling one TV. You got me on that Sorry. one. I'm sitting, here, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, that's a, that's a, so they think they have the TV that's not, um, that doesn't, it's not going to emit, and then it emits. And there's, so then they have the same exact problem. Same exact problem, and they pay twice as much for the TV. We also see um, printers or other kinds of peripherals, when someone does a firmware update, if they've disabled these wireless interfaces, because they, they are attack vectors, um, when you do a mass firmware update, those policies may go away, and all of a sudden, now all these devices that you've turned off, the emitters on, have sprung back up. And so now you've got all these new wireless emissions in your space and new uh, vectors in your attack surface. So at Bastille, we provide the network security to give you that visibility when those new devices pop up when your existing devices that you thought you've adjudicated start emitting again, you can deal with it immediately. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Bob, that being said, um, if somebody's mm-hmm. listening to this and they want to learn more about Bastille or about your work, I mean, what's the best way for them to reach out and to connect? Uh, well, they're, they're free to just email me directly. So I'm just bob at bastille.net. Or if they go to bastille.net, we've got all kinds of literature there about these attacks and videos and tutorials and webinars. Um, so either hit me up directly or go through our website and uh, and get more information there. Fantastic. Well, Bob, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background, all the great work you're doing over at Basile. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Innovation, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Bob, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right, I'll cut the audio there. Man, you had me all. This is a good interview, Bob. I was like, that, that, by the way, I'll edit that little slip up where I um where I um kind of cut you off, so that that won't even be in there. But other than that, man, that was a good interview. It's smooth. Um, yeah, and I think it was really like I can see like a good interview to me is when I can feel what the audience is gonna feel when they listen to it, and I can feel somebody in their car driving and being like, "Do we have that problem right now? Like, what's the last time? Either either a lot of chief uh, CTOs out there are gonna like." you or they're going to be mad at you. This guy is not. <laughs> One of the two is going to happen. I have a feeling, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so cool. next next steps on my end. So I'll shoot the audio to my team. They're going to do all the things they do. Um, they're really fast. So this will be live within 10 business days. Uh, when it does go live, you'll get an email from one of my assistants. That's going to have a full video marketing package for you. So you'll have a full YouTube video, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. It's be on iTunes, Spotify, um, all that other good. So you can have a Pinterest post. So feel free to use all that content as you like. And obviously, if you need anything else, just hit the reply button and we're happy to take care of you. Okay.
Okay. Thanks so much, Adam. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You too.